Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, recorded live in the BHP Studios, Detroit, Michigan, with your host, Team BHP. Hello, and welcome to bowhunterplanet.com podcast. This is myself, Dave Thomas, along with Brian Bauer, Jamie Nobu, and Chris McGee. And today we got someone special on this uh, show for you guys, uh, Michael Hunsucker from Heartland Hunter, which we're actually watching right now in the background as we uh, do this, and you can probably hear it, but it's extremely incredible video production. Um, these guys, I mean, everything we've seen from them has been pretty sweet <laughs> over the years. And we don't have Mike on just yet, we're going to get him on in a minute, but I thought it would be a good idea to talk about it real quick before he gets on. But I think uh, you know you guys know from filming and the footage we've done, uh, it's so hard to get like high quality stuff, you know, um, and these guys seem to do it all the time, oh, no problem. I mean, there's there's very few shows that I you know religiously watch anymore, but I watch their stuff all the time. If anything, you know, they do a really good job hunting in that, but just the production value, you're just like, wow. Yeah, it's it's a pretty amazing when you see these. I mean, we we have some really good cameras in our arsenal, but these guys oh, have I mean, like look at that really. <laughs> I know. Look at this. The quality is just unbelievable. Um, I almost feel like they should be just into the, making actual movies. <laughs> I just feel like when you're this good, you know. Cinematic. Oh, look, look at, at that. that. Wow. Oh, my gosh. This is, yeah. Full, we're watching Full Strut Season 4. It's on uh, Carbon TV. They have it on hey, Vimeo. Hey, you can see the trailer cool. here, uh, heartlandhunter.com, and uh, their Vimeo channel. Really, really impressive. Um, I don't even know how you get shots like that, to be honest. Um, <clears throat> Some of the drone stuff I see, though, Maybe I mean, that's just... Us. Look at that. He ain't going to tell us, but... <laughs> Mike, you're going to tell us. We're going to get it out of you. Uh, some of these drone shots are pretty impressive, okay. and um, I would I would assume they're using... Um, uh, this could be a very high production drone, or it could even be like an Inspire 2. Um, the 4K? Yeah, it's definitely 4K, but uh, it might be like more raw. I think they shoot a lot in raw. I mean, look at that, that transition. That's <clears throat> not easy to do. Um, just incredible time lapses and moving video. I, I guess it's 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 hard to um, think about how they get some of these shots because I feel like a lot of times you're out there trying to get something like this and with a good camera yeah. and it just doesn't seem to work out. But they seem to have the eye yeah. for just finding. Yeah, they just, have it's it. Very in. creative. I mean, it's it's real fast paced and it's really you know the editing's yeah. really unbelievable. You know, as we've seen, it's very easy to. 
to get into the same thing where you're trying to do, you're almost doing the same exact thing for every video and to get yeah. somebody in there with a different mindset to think of like driving over leaves and watching them fly up in slow motion. Okay. <laughs> I would have never thought of that in a million years. Mm-mm. Yeah. You got to have an eye for it. Um, I mean, this is, this stuff's not like anything, you know, out there in my opinion. Um, there's a lot of TV shows on, on TV, obviously. I don't know if there's any really match the quality of Heartland Hunter. Um, yeah. What uh, Mike has done and his team is just absolutely incredible. It's just a really um, makes you feel like you're there. Yeah. It makes you yeah, feel like you're there, but cool. it's very it's uh, eye appealing. You know, it really makes you feel like wow, this makes is you want to watch incredible, more incredible shots. You know, and um, my thing about this though is it really doesn't have anything to do with like oh you know you got to have more money or anything like that it really has to do with you got to have the creativity with this and with that can come money and things like that i get that but like you got to be very creative and uh what these guys have done here with these videos are just absolutely ridiculous um look amazing so hey let's get mike on the line and let's talk to him about these incredible videos and what he's got going here so (laughs) why does your face look like that why don't you you're embarrassing hello Mike, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good. Sorry for that picture here. Jamie's just embarrassing us yeah. with a stupid-ass <laughs> picture. He's Somebody needs there. to change that. What the no, hell? No, I think it looks good. <laughs> You're like, who the hell are these jokers calling us? Jesus. There's definitely no beer involved in that picture. <laughs> Was that the Christmas party? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay, anyway. Uh, Mike, how's it going, man? Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Good, yeah. Uh, Sean's going to join us as well, so oh, let great. me add awesome. him to the call if I can. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. All right, so uh, we got uh, Mike and Sean on from Heartland Bowhunter. How you guys doing? Doing good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. man. You guys, uh, listen. I, I want to say hats off to you guys. I, you know, we we just watched about. I don't know. We were, we were, did like an intro for this podcast, and we were talking about it for a while. But just some of the clips are just absolutely amazing, and I, I know you guys know that you created mm-hmm. them. But mentally, I guess, how do you go into? Um, doing a film like any of your films like what's the mindset when you go into that is it like b-roll b-roll or is it like okay let's just get the hit first then b-roll yeah we're we're uh we're always shooting um we're always trying to get as much uh b-roll live as we possibly can just because you know we've gone the route where you know you wait till we get a kill or something like that and then go back and shoot everything and it, it's just not as authentic so we found that it's way better to have an abundance of footage and stuff to actually tell an authentic and real story yeah. um, beforehand yeah. rather than to go back and shoot it all again yeah for sure and so when you're filming like that i would assume and this is just uh, my assumption but you know, w- once in a while i'll record with like let's say uh, um I mean, most people on the phone probably won't know like some of the, the terminology we'll use here, but uh, like a Shogun or something that's shooting in 4K RAW, um, you know, in those files, I'll film something that's like literally a couple minutes, and it's like gigabytes. <laughs> so I'm assuming you guys are filming in like some sort of RAW, and you're 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 using very large format cards. <laughs> yeah, it depends on the <clears throat> it depends on the camera, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we film a lot with the red. Um, a red dragon that shoots up to 6k and those things are just ridiculous i mean just the card and the camera is like uh 512 gigs uh, but the good news is all that stuff's coming down in price you know as as resolution goes up in the cameras the price of media is going down so um and obviously we're not shooting everything in 6k and yeah. or 4k yeah. even all the time you know we shoot a lot of stuff in, in hd still um you know i mean it's going to be a long time before tv is broadcasted in 4k if ever so yeah uh, 
but it is nice to have the, the additional resolution and uh you know you get just get a higher image quality out of it so when you um when you when, when you when we talk about like a lower end camera for you guys like what would that be like a fs7 like what would you would consider like oh we'll just grab the fs7 for these shots yeah, yeah we have uh, several of those okay. and, and fs700 we have some fs700 as well um and then we shoot on dslrs a little bit too um you know they're they're, they have really good quality for what they are, and they're small and portable, and they're pretty handy. Um, they don't have the dynamic range, you know, as the big cameras, but, uh, now, but did, yeah, I mean, we have a bunch of different cameras. So. Now, did you, <laughs> guys, did you guys go to school for this, or how did you guys learn to do that side of the, the business? No, um, we, uh, we both actually are entrepreneurship uh, majors, and um, it was during college that we kind of really – gain traction on the camera side but we didn't we uh we have absolutely no education um as far as on paper, on paper about um cameras or anything we're all self-taught so very we kind cool. of that's awesome. that's yeah we i pride myself on everything i've done here with being self-taught and that was hard to do for the even just the final cut stuff and learning how to use those programs inside out um, some of the people I know in the industry who are doing more like um, after effects and stuff is, is pretty impressive, you know, where they can move things or um, take something, put it, you know, put a map and put like a dot on it and circle it, you know, all digitally is pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, this stuff is just incredible, man. And I, I think um, when you look at cameras nowadays, and I think a lot of people go out there and film, you know, with normal cheaper cameras, and that's okay. You know, everybody's got their place in what they're doing. Obviously, there's a ton of stuff on YouTube and things like that. But I do want to say that, you know, when you look at production quality, I want to say you guys are literally at the very top of this list. Uh, And I know you guys might be humble and say no, but (laughs) the truth is I I would honestly say that you guys are pretty much there. I don't, I haven't seen anything better. And what I was saying earlier in the podcast is I'm surprised you guys aren't really more into like real movie cinema stuff because you obviously have the the talent for it. Um, You know what I'm saying? Like discovery channel type stuff. We've uh, yeah, so we've done you know we we own our own production company and do all all of our stuff in house and so um, you know we do do a handful of uh, of work you know inside the industry from a commercial standpoint and outside the industry um, anymore you know it's just between you know producing three different TV shows and then you know us being a part of the shows and traveling and filming it's just you know a matter of, of, of time and obviously hunting and, and the outdoors is our passion so that's kind of what we kind of focus on but uh, you know I mean you were talking about cameras and stuff and. Uh, you know, having expensive cameras, the nicest cameras, and and having you know super high end stuff is really nice for, you know, producing producing you know quality content. But at the end of the day, it's not about what it's shot with as much as it is how it's shot and, yeah. and how the story is told. Um, I'm sure you guys have seen. You know, there's there's guys out there that are professional iPhone. You know, they put, they put <laughs> yeah, right. We've talked about iPhone. that actually before on some of these podcasts. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and like you, you know, I mean, you could tell the, the resolution may not be there, but I mean, but it's still solid, really well creative put together. I mean, so, so, you know, you don't have to go drop thousands and thousands of dollars to, uh, you know, to, to get started in filming and, and put together productions. I mean, we were kind of the opposite. I mean, we were really on a shoestring budget and trying to create a big production feel, you know, on, yeah. on a smaller budget. And, um, it, it was kind of nice, kind of forced us to really think outside the box and really, uh, you know, utilize what, what equipment, what equipment we did have and, and make the most of it. So what? Um, so for the show itself, uh, what is this? Your did, did I read that this is your ninth season? No, we're actually uh, we're on our tenth now. Well, our tenth is. I guess you're right. So yeah, we've we've produced nine, and we uh, we're about to release our tenth season. Wow, that's so, incredible. Yeah, 
10 years. Been doing it for- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard for us to believe still. I mean, I, you know, Sean and I still remember some of those early days, the first couple of years, Sean and I got on video and us just kind of filming, you know, filming for fun to kind of share with our friends and family and then just literally like, man, like we, we could do something cool. Like there's this really good opportunity to like to really produce a, a tell a story, you know, about, about the bow hunting lifestyle and, and more about, you know, everything about it because at the time it was a lot of, a lot of shows that were just kind of, you know, just highlight kill reels basically with rock and roll music. And, yeah, and, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of people like, like to enjoy and see that, like, that's not what hunting's about. And, and if you hunt enough, especially if you bow hunt, you really, you, you know that for a fact. And, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so it was, it was, you know, neat for us to have the opportunity to, to kind of come out with a show that was kind of a different format and, and, uh, kind of showed a little bit more about our lifestyle and why we do what we do. Yeah, it's uh, pretty incredible, man. I know you, you guys, and I, we've crossed paths with uh, doing stuff with Bowtech together and uh, uh, at the ATA and things like that. Um, tell us about like that and how um, your, you know, having the sponsorship has helped you guys. Is it like with not just Bowtech, but I mean like having those brands help you guys? Are they does it usually more like you know promotional pieces? Like you guys are working with them on their commercials and stuff, or is it um, just really their you're just hunting? You know what I mean? Like, is it like a full encompassing deals and stuff? Like, it, it all depends on the on every every sponsorship's a little bit different. But I mean, yeah, I mean, sponsorships are you know what what you know pay our bills. That's how we are able to do what we do. And um, you know, when when we got started, that was one of the things that people were just really hard selling, just like cramming products down your throat. And yeah, and people don't they don't want that. They don't want you know they don't want people saying like, oh, I never would have killed this deer if it wasn't for my Bowtech bow. Like. Yeah, like pe- people understand that you know that, that we're going to use. I mean, as much as we hunt, Sean and I spend so many you know so many days a, a year in the field that um, you know we hunt so much that we're going to want to have the best stuff. So if we're using something and we truly believe in it and, and are confident in it, you know, it, 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 that's going to that message is going to come across. So there's no need for us to try to cram it down people's yeah throat. Sure. So that was one reason why our show was, I think, was well received out of the gate and was a little bit different and. Uh, but I mean, yeah, every every relationship with with every sponsor is different, you know, from a from a TV deal to you know a digital digital deal to where we we'll, you know, we'll produce some you know uh, commercials or short films or or whatever it is, um, you know, we we try to make it make it work and and, and make it a win win for for us and, and our sponsors. So speaking of that, which uh, which uh, Bowtech uh, bow are you guys using right now? Uh, we're both shooting the Rain Seven. Nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we just That's got cool. them in Realtree Camo. Like what, two weeks ago, so yeah, we're shooting the rain, and that thing is that thing's incredible. It's it's amazing how, I mean, like every year you get a new one, and you're, it's just the technology is always changing, and it it's like, what are they going to think of next? I mean, gosh. Yeah, no, I agree, man. We, I mean, we do it here at Tesla. We we pretty much test all the new bows, and it is incredible to see it from the whole industry perspective, the different things these companies come up yeah. with, man. I mean, it's yeah. like constant, you know, and it, it's, it's really cool. I'm, I'm really happy that they're all doing new and innovations each year. And I mean, that's what we want, right? As consumers, yeah. even, you know, forget the shows, right. And all of the stuff we do as a consumer, you want to go to the store and have a new product and new ideas, new technology. It just makes sense. I mean, it, um, so, okay, let's talk a little bit about um, where you guys are airing because you guys are like all over the place. So I'm not, I know it's Outdoor <laughs> Channel, but I know there's, I think, Carbon TV too. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so we, uh, obviously, our, our, our show, Season 10, will be premiering um, here at the end of June, um, and that'll be on Outdoor Channel. Uh, so the new content is coming uh, third and fourth quarter, ma- mainly third quarter. But uh, So we'll, we'll run 13 original episodes. Um, uh 
for that third and fourth quarter for TV. And then we also uh, we do a lot of stuff on the digital side of things. We do two mini series, Full Strut, which is airing right now on Carbon TV. We're releasing a new episode each week, uh, which is basically a mini episode of, of HB. So uh, you know, anywhere from eight to twelve minutes typically, and Full Strut's all turkey hunting. And then we have another mini series that will air in the fall that is called Behind the Draw on Carbon TV. And both those you can watch for free. Um, free there and in each series we're, we're producing 10, 10 videos for each series so um, quite a bit of content and uh, you know they're just many episodes it's really nice for people that you know that don't have outdoor channel or that uh, people that just want to watch little short short versions on the on the on the go so um, you know between between those two mini series and then the TV show on outdoor channel and then now actually we're getting ready to launch um, all of our old library content. So season one through nine of our show, everything will be available through Outdoor Channel's uh, digital service, which is My Outdoor TV. So um, if you can uh, subscribe to that, you can have access to all the old seasons of almost every Outdoor Channel show that there is. That's incredible, man. Did you guys, um, when it comes to stuff like this, and I I don't know, you know, I'm asking because I really don't know the answer, but for a show like yours, um, are, are they, are companies like Outdoor Channel seeking you or how does that work? It's a it's a time by model. Um, so the way it works for, I would say eighty to ninety percent of producers, um, is that the that we pay the network for the airtime and then we sell the commercial inventory to our sponsors. Um, there are some shows that are network owned, so um, you know different different depending on you know the the show and the fit and um, there are some shows that the networks invest in and they own those shows and so they they will. Uh, you know, they will, you know, outsource the production to a different production company or whoever it might be, uh, but they kind of control it on the show. So gotcha. there's a lot of different arrangements and kind of depends on, on the situation. So what's, um, can you guys tell us, uh, kind of, uh, you know, like what was your best hunt last year, your favorite hunt, I guess, one that you remember that you're like, man, that was awesome. And, you know, uh, you know, I guess for each of you guys, what, what would be one that you remember from last year that was like your top, top hunt? And my, my top hunt this year was, uh, actually late season with my dad. Um, I spent a lot of time filming him as much as I can um, throughout the year. And there was a deer that we'd had quite a bit of history with over the past couple of years. And, um, you know, we were just, we were hunting standing beans after a cold, following a cold front uh, with some snow. And we weren't actually hunting this particular deer, but he showed up in this field and, uh, it's the biggest buck that my dad's taken to date. Uh, it'll be, it'll be on season ten. I'm trying to think if it, if it's, uh, I think it's episode twelve. Um, but the deer's name was M10, um, short for mineral ten. We used to always get pictures of him uh, on this mineral lick in the center of the farm, and so I just named him M10 uh, when he was a two year old, and so he ended up killing him at five five years old, and uh, yeah, his biggest deer to date. So that was. That was one of the coolest hunts I've actually ever ever been on. So I was, cool. I'd say that's the top of probably the top of my list. Yeah, that was definitely that was definitely a cool cool hunt. Um, my my probably my favorite hunt from last year was uh, for a, a buck that we call Chubbs, um, and it was a deer that I just had a lot a lot of history with. He was seven years old this year. Um, and I've had so many encounters with him and just could not get the deal done. Um, he just he jumped the string on me two different times and I. Actually, I misjudged the yardage one time when he was four, and just nicked the top of his back. And then I, uh, then he jumped the string on me when he was six years old, and I hit, I hit him high, almost in the same spot. And uh, and it just, I just could, could, couldn't get lucky, couldn't catch up with him. And this year, finally, I sealed the deal on a buck that 
you know, I don't know, he probably scores mid-30s maybe. Uh, not a real high-scoring buck by any means, but seriously, like one of the most, uh, one of my favorite hunts of all time. I mean, he means more to me than, than my biggest deer I've ever killed with a bow. I mean, he was just one of those deer that we built so much history with. And anymore, yeah. that, that's the ones that mean the most, just yeah. like Sean's dad's buck. I mean, that that deer, we didn't have quite the amount of history, but, you know, being that it was a little bit newer property, but uh, still had, you know, several, uh, four, three, four years of history with him. So, um you know that that when you have that history and you kind of build up those stories, that's that's uh, that's kind of the the best mm-hmm. best of, of both worlds. Yeah, no, I agree, man. And I, I you know, for us, it's always when I started Boner Plant back in two thousand nine, it was really um, a library concept to really for my friends and family to like we could record hunts and just you know save them so you could go back years later and watch them. We um, love them relive them you know and enjoy those memories and we still do actually and then the videos aren't like these videos but they're they're mm-hmm. they're fine they're you know they're 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 ours right and that's what makes them great a little bit smaller bucks maybe <laughs> <laughs> but uh this this is amazing for you guys because you're not only are you capturing it but you're also sharing it with the world on tv and you know the internet it's pretty sweet and and the quality is just absolutely mind-blowing um, when you know later in life, when you're super old, your people be able to look back and see this stuff so crystal clear in like 6K. It's pretty amazing. We're um, yeah, that's gonna be awesome. When I, I can already, you know, we're just now working on the 10th season. We're we're, we're putting together our intro. Um, and last year we actually had our 100th episode um, where we did like a 100th episode special. As we kind of looked back over the years, and just for just 10 years, it's amazing how much stuff's changed and how much yeah. we have changed and how much our hunting styles have changed and just. Being able to look back 10 years is incredible. I can't imagine, you know, in another 10 years being able to look back. And, you know, when we have, you know, our kids are grown and start hunting with us to be able to kind of show them some of those funny videos of Sean and I when we were literally, you know, just out of high school or just actually in high school, you know, hunting. When you guys uh, when you guys first started, did you do a lot of self-filming or did you guys film for each other? or And what do you guys do now? Do you have a cameraman that follows you around all the time or how has it changed? Yeah. Um I actually, I never filmed myself um, starting out, uh, and I think kind of the reason that I, I got into filming was because, filming our hunts was because of Mike, and uh, we just started hunting together and filming it, and I, I don't know, I can't speak for him, but we started filming together, and then uh, from there, um, I don't know, I think we've we've had uh, camera guys for each other for the past two or three years now, um, and we still hunt together here and there, like next week we're going to Texas, and it'll just be... Mike and I, so we'll film each other on that. We're just going to go shoot some axis deer and some hogs. I've never done that before, so cool. it just depends. But, yeah, it's definitely – it's changed a lot. When you guys uh, when you guys film, like, when you're when you're filming a hunt, um, I'm looking at some of the, you know, deer stuff you guys have on here. It's pretty amazing. But do you normally, like uh, – what kind of millimeter lens are you guys using for some of these? We we use a, just a handful of lenses we've got um, – you know, a 16 to 35 for a lot of our wide angle shots. Um, and then we'll use a 24 to 105 or 24 to 70. And then seven, we have a 70 to 200 millimeter and then a 100 to 400 millimeter. It just depends on, uh, where we're at. And, you yeah. know, like if, it's, yeah. if we need a long lens for a long range shot or, um, you know, if everything's just going to be closer. Are you um, usually, or, are you usually like changing lenses while you're hunting? We change sometimes. Yep. Um, just curious. It, it I just, that's a lot to carry no. out. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, what I was asking. Stuff out there. It's it gets pretty ridiculous. Especially, actually, I think we carry the most stuff when we're turkey hunting. It's yeah. It's, it's tough. <laughs> have, you guys, have you guys played around with uh, 360 video yet? No, we haven't. Just curious. Yet, um, but 
No, Garmin um, just came out with that 360 uh, Verb and like just a couple days ago, but I'm anxious to get one of those and, and test them out. But. Yeah, that'd be cool. It'd be cool to be able to look around. We actually just got one too. It's like a little one, but uh, it's uh, we've been testing it. It's pretty funny because like you, it stitches itself together through its own software, so it's not nothing like you know the software that we I use Final Cut a lot, and you guys I'm sure use Adobe or Final Cut or something. But it doesn't really go through those programs. Well, the one we're looking at, the Samsung one, we're using this little cheapy one, but uh, it doesn't go through those programs. So I had to like stitch it together with this like offshoot you know Samsung program for Windows. It was kind of horrible, and I'm so used to using a Mac, so I'm like, oh my gosh. But uh, quality was okay. And it was cool that when you're on YouTube, though, you can, like, actually move it around. You know, it's kind of neat to see. I played with the kids in basketball. I could watch them, you know, watch myself pass it and flip it around. And <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to kind of play with them and see, you know, see. I'm sure it'll be a little while before they get all the technology really dialed in and stuff. But, uh, um, you know, from a perspective of just action camera stuff, I think it's great. Yeah, the action cams have come a long way, man. I mean, Garmin's come a long way with theirs. And, you know, I think uh, – it's one of those things where they do have their place in different spots. I mean, there was, and we do a lot of self filming and our video, like I said, it's not, it's more YouTube type video, but it's a lot of self filming. So what we do a lot of times is we'll do like a, you know, a GoPro 360 on a tree. We'll put them all the way around with the remote control. So when the deer does come in, you have a main cam and then you turn on all your GoPro so you can get all the action stuff running away or whatever. And to be honest with you, that has a lot to do with pride because these guys here <laughs> have a hard time hunting with people. <laughs> get out of here. They're going to bring scent and da, da, da. And it's like we're in Michigan, for God's sake. It's not like we're shooting monster bucks or anything. <laughs> it's so funny. But, uh, yeah, man, this stuff's really cool. And, uh, hey, you know, we is there anything else you guys want to add to the podcast before we go? Uh, anybody who's listening to this is going to be in the Kansas City area on June 10th. Um, we're doing a uh, an, our second annual Heartland premiere. So we're – we're doing a premiere event uh, for Heartland Bowhunter and Heartland Waterfowl, our sister show, and um, we do it at a, at a big uh, venue in Kansas City. Holds uh, like 1,600 people, and it's a free event, um, and so people can come and watch, get a sneak peek of uh, a couple different episodes of one of HB and one of HW. It's a pretty, pretty fun, pretty cool event, and we always do it every year locally. So um, anybody, in the, it's going to be in the Kansas City area. If you feel like traveling, come come on down June 10th, uh, the Uptown Theater in Kansas City. Awesome, man. Yeah, and uh, like I said, if you guys are ever uh, in Michigan, we'd love to have you stop by our studio and hang out, have a couple of beers or something, and, you know, talk talk hunting, man. That's what it's all about, Tie right? Tie us up some giant Michigan bucks up yeah, there. Yeah, right. <laughs> I get you a doe. <laughs> Not because I don't want to get you a buck, but I don't even know where they're at. <laughs> yeah, a couple. Yeah, well, yeah, when, we, when he says a couple, we're talking 120s. We're not talking, well, maybe. Maybe we got one big one out there, but... Yeah. Who knows? But, hey, uh, check out heartlandbowhunter.com. And uh, you, if you haven't seen this show, you guys are definitely missing out. You have to check this out. The quality is absolutely incredible. Um, Mike, Sean, thank you guys so much. We really appreciate your guys' time. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, thank guys. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.